Hello and welcome to the Team Raw Podcast. Podcast brought to you by Team Raw, Southern Utah's outreach group. This episode is part two of Real Talk 2. Our second Real Talk that we had where we sat down as a team and talked about things. The first few episodes are kind of goofy. We don't really talk about anything that serious. We talk about football in this episode quite a bit. It's interesting to see who people like and why they like them. It's, it's entertaining. Anyway, Real Talk 2, Part 2. These are confusing titles. I should really adjust them. Okay, we're also talking... Oh, we were talking about football teams earlier. So, we were talking about our favorite football team, Shan. I want you to justify. Give me your favorite football football team and justify why they're your favorite. Okay, so everybody knows that I'm a 49ers fan. Yes, I do. I inherited my love of the 49ers from mm. my dad who taught me everything. I mean, it all started with Joe Montana, number 16, mm. Joe. And it, it's just a legacy. I love the 49ers. Faithful, huh? That's awesome. To the end. Okay, that, to that's the legit. End. That's a legit reason to like the Niners. Yeah. I, I begrudgingly accept that justification. Moving on. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> there is a Cowboys fan. Yeah. And they were really good back in the 90s, early 90s, or 80s. What? Cowboys? He says forever. Yeah. They had Emmett. Uh, uh, back in the 90s. Yeah. Emmett Smith. Right. It was early and, 90s. Uh, Aikman. Right. Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman. Well, to make a case in point, if you had a line like that, anybody, you could put a monkey behind there and they would run like that. Yeah. I said the same thing about the Patriots. Like system wise? Huh? Oh Is it because of the system? Because because they're so well. Like they have such a good offensive line. Uh, yeah. When Tom Brady can literally take the snap and turn his back to the offensive line, he throw his hand up in the air. <laughs> like he could have also, you know, set out a kitchen table, made a sandwich, and then threw his touchdown pass. Yeah. They're actually a high rep team too. That's all they do during practice. Rep wise, like they continually practice the same thing. Pats, yeah, they're the best coach team in the NFL. Even though I hate them, I can admit that. Sure, best coach team in the NFL. I agree. So is the the goat? Who Tom Brady? Yeah, I guess today is he this year. If he does well with Tampa Bay, I'm willing to say that he. If he, I don't even. I'm not even saying Super Bowl well. If he makes it to the second round of the playoffs, then I will say I'll say he's the goat. I will. I'll hands down say unequivocally, Tom Brady is the best quarterback ever. I want to say if he can do that ever. No, just with his uh, accomplishments, he has. He's a good man in general. Yeah, but he's with the Patriots. Remember when Tom Brady got injured 15 minutes into the first quarter of the first of the season? And he was out for the whole season, and they put in Matt Castle. Mm-hmm. Matt Castle won 11 games that season. That's true. And, and and then what happened to Matt Castle after that? Tight. Everyone's like, yeah, he's great. Look at what he did with the Patriots. And then he left and then did nothing. Oh. And so, to me, a good measure is you did good with this team, with the system, with this coach. If you could move to another team and do well, uh, okay, I'll say, I'll say you're the best ever. But look at this history, though. Where Brady came from. Oh, no. He came from nothing. He came from nothing. He had, yeah. He, he was, was on the bench. He was, on, yeah. Scraping gum off the ball. Exactly. <laughs> but that's what we were talking about the other day. You were telling Hilo, like, 
take those opportunities and do as much as you can with them. Tom Brady's a perfect example of that. Put it in the fourth quarter with like two minutes left, and you end up doing a winning drive. Like, yeah. yeah, he did as much as he could with that opportunity. Now look where he's at. He got a handful of Super Bowl rings. Yeah. Like, what I'm saying is now, before him, yeah, Joe <laughs> Montana, I mean, yeah, he's that's the goat. It's between him and, and Roger Staubach. Staubach um, just didn't ran out of time. I my boy is still Brett Favre, and it, it'll always be Brett Favre because he's got the unbreakable record. Two hundred and ninety-two consecutive starts as a quarterback. Is that true? Yes. Oh. Well, he's dedicated. Yeah. He's committed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think for a quarterback, I think that's an unbeatable record. How many Super Bowls did he win? Ooh. Two? Two? <laughs> I think two. Yeah, I think two. I don't know. We uh, need a stat guy. We do need a stat guy. He don't need to be our stat guy and look it up on Google. But also, he went to the NFC Championship after leaving Green Bay. He went to the NFC Championship with Minnesota. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. So, he went Minnesota to another guy. team and did well after he left the Packers when he was an old man. He was an old man then, too. Like, and then he showed his wiener to a reporter, and it was all downhill from there. The wiener <laughs> or the story? Sorry. Sorry. Now I have to click that little <laughs> on the podcast for explicit <laughs> material. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but hey, I don't know. I think I think when you measure certain things, you I always look at longevity, like how long you've been in the league. Yeah, you know, and I also look at kind of what you're saying is can you make another team great. But I also think like I think people like minimize the complicated complexity of football. You have to be smart. You can't just say, well, I'm going to do this. I mean, yeah. have, you, have you heard, like, the cadences they, they yell out? Like, XZ77044455555 oh, yeah. and then 8 and 9, oh, jet wide. And then you're like, what the heck? Like, just to hear that, you're like, that was like a freaking <laughs> book that they just yelled out. In that whole in that whole sequence, only two of those things are going to matter. Really matter, yeah. yeah. And I, so... I think for me, it's, 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 you know, I have a soft heart for the 49ers because I think they came from a new, they have a new, nobody's perfect. They didn't have, they didn't have the system. They, Bill Walsh created the West Coast offers. Yes. Yeah. There wasn't like, he, they had to learn a whole new system. West Coast. Yeah. And everybody had to learn it. And we're like, we've never run. He created a system. Look at everybody now. Yeah, they're all following it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think people underestimate people's how much smarts you have to have intelligence when they, oh, I've never seen this. And then to have the freaking guts, to have the balls to say, well, yeah, we're going to try it in here. Here's our lab. I mean, NFL players, try NFL players. If it doesn't work, we'll go back to square one. So (laughs) I think it's one of those things that, that were, uh, that we're forgetting, yeah. you know. I mean, that to me is if you if you gotta take on some ingenuity, I think that's one thing you gotta take into consideration. You know, I mean, and then with the Cowboys, 
you gotta take into consideration some of the longevity they had in the era that they had. I mean, fools were knocking to. I mean, literally. I mean, Tom you watch that. You watch Landry. Yeah, Landry. You watch Tatum, Jack Tatum. I mean, oh yeah, that one. He punched the guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't a tackle. It was no. like, I'm going to just punch this guy and see if I can knock him out. Yeah, it, it's tough to compare quarterbacks and offense now to back in the 90s, the 80s, the 70s. Yeah. Because in the last yeah. 20 years, they've come out with so many different rules to protect running backs, to protect and, quarterbacks, yeah. protect well, wide receivers. What is what, prime time? He said it the best. And sorry, kids. He goes, we live in an era where it's pussified. It kind of is. And he was like, it's pussification. He was asking, like, they were asking him about, what do you think about this guy in the Hall of Fame? And he goes, the guy's a wuss. Yeah. I mean, if he were to play in the era we were playing, where you could punch fools, kick them, spit yeah. them. Oh, yeah. He would never survive. <laughs> like, what was it, the 77 Raiders that was famous for knocking people oh, out? Yeah. Oh, Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was the Raiders were crazy. They Even were, their fans are crazy. They were, yeah. they were brutal, but yeah. they they were just such a. So I think it's hard to compare. Like, if yeah. you're gonna look at greatness, did you play in an era where, like, I've heard like Bronco Nagorski, yeah, you know, Chuck Mednarik. These fools brought brass knuckles and punch fools. Yeah, <laughs> like, like punched them, like. They wrapped him up at tape, though. I mean, yeah. well, yeah, <laughs> you know, so and it he, doesn't count. And, right? he, and he's punching fools, boxers, yeah. yeah. And he, so I don't know. I think when you got to compare the era with itself, like you got to remember, like it's like the NBA. Is Jordan better than LeBron? Of course, but he played in a different era when you had the Pistons. Yeah, so they were. Of, go ahead, sorry. No, kind of in line with what you're saying. Also, the game has changed a lot. It's yeah, faster. Oh, oh sure. so much faster! So much faster. The kids are stronger. Linemen are leaner. I'm not. Leaner. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I, I won't say that the talent isn't as good or better than it was in those eras. But it's just. It's not. It's not the same game though. No. Anymore. No. I mean, you look at you look at like in the early seventies and eighties. You know. Yeah, Roger Staubach. Yeah. Right now, he couldn't do what he was doing know. now, but he was brilliant in what he did yeah. now because back then. They had to be very creative because cornerbacks can maul you. Oh, oh yeah. There's no like, well, and, hey, and after safeties. five yards, it was like, no, I'm dragging this guy for the next forty yards, and well, you better make a pass. Like Paul Malu, if you take a guy like that and you put him in the seventies on defense, yeah. someone is going to die. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I think the thing is, is uh, we gotta like we gotta keep that in perspective. Because yeah. Roger Staubach. Is probably very good at. He was very good at quarterbacking, where the DB could press you the whole dang time. Now I gotta let go of you after three yeah. yards, and I can't even breathe on you now. Yeah, penalty. You're like, what? I didn't even touch him. He knows what we're talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna go to our studio audience. We got a full house here, but uh, one throw, throw the question out to Hilo. What was your question? Oh, what do you think about the rules regarding cornerbacks and wide receivers and, like, having to guard them and stuff? You were telling me today that you got called for holding for no reason just because you brushed up against the wide receiver as he ran past you. That is, is, that is 
they, they made the game safer for the offense, so no no offensive players can get hurt as much yeah. as they did back then. Because honestly, like I like I watch film on like prime time, and those guys those guys can bust somebody up. But like, these days, <laughs> it's like it's more safer for the offense than yeah, because defense is. Oh. And as a cornerback, is that how do you feel about that as someone who plays primarily defense? Well, I don't really get in that much, but like for that, like for other players that are like that I play at like that high level, they I feel like it's more like it's more of like. It's like an okay part, yeah. Because like for defense, you think like they want to like they want to like bust somebody up, <laughs> but then there's rules like you can't be holding after like five yards, yeah, or or you can't or like yeah, just all the other. Or stuff. they brought the kickoff closer so yeah. people won't return it. Yeah, or nobody nobody gets hurt from that. Yeah, but I mean, if someone were to pay me, uh, I don't know, fifteen million dollars to get trucked by someone, mm-hmm. I think I'd let them. Even if I can't remember the alphabet after a year or two, <laughs> I would be like, well. You're set for life. I'm, I'm good. You use the money to relearn yeah. the alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> At least my kids will be sitting pretty. <laughs> so, I got a question. Have you ever worried about the concussion stuff? or Have you had one? Uh, I've never had a concussion. And Will like, Smith. Like, um, I've worried about it, but like. Like when you're in game, it's not like the biggest concern. No. Until like after, after it happens to. Oh yeah, when you get your bell rung, that's pretty. It's kind of like riding a bike without a helmet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Landing, like that. Riding. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You can't. Uh, uh, what is it? Spear anymore? You can't lead with your helmet anymore. Anyway, that's kind of protect the defense though. At the same time, so you aren't like jacking yourself up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's teaching Actually, a hawk and roll. Yeah. What's interesting about rugby is they they've done studies showing even though rugby has no pads except for like the, the leather helmets that they had in like the 1950s in the NFL, uh, they have fewer injuries in rugby than they do in the NFL. Yeah, and it's because the the people are being careful when they tackle they're just trying to get the guy to the ground they aren't laying hits on people because they can get hurt too oh, they don't yeah hits. oh well they, they're they're like sacrificing their body you know? oh they're it's, sacrificing their body <laughs> i think so too yeah yeah exactly when you put one pad just doesn't use and their it, head and yeah. it's a bigger target too yeah. Like, uh, they did that sports science with Ray Lewis, and they had him hit a dummy oh, yeah, that was coming that across, and they're like, yeah, the impact from his tackle was equivalent to a 35-mile-an-hour car accident. Yeah, I, I think I agree with Sean. I think having that helmet, but also the yeah. bravado, you know, the no water weakness. I mean, I think people are getting better with it, but I think. There's still some residual part of the old guard where, you know, suck it up or, and, and let's, for me, like thinking about like, like the toughness of the game, that's kind of your badge of courage. That's kind of what makes you a player is that you can toughen up and fight through certain stuff. But I think the important thing for anybody to realize when they're young, man, I mean, you got to take care of you and, and. Yeah, Knowing if you need water, that's not a weakness. It's no, my that, body survives on water. Exactly. The stuff that they told you when you were kids, like when I was a kid growing up playing football, they're like, 
you need water because you're weak. I'm like, no, I need water because I'm a human being and I'm 80% water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, nowadays it's different though, right? They they make sure you guys stay hydrated yeah, and stuff. Yeah, make sure we're hydrated. Yeah, because cause now... <laughs> Yeah, so coaching back in our era was basically witchcraft. Like, they were just, like, trying to kill you, and if you survived, then you were ready for the game. <laughs> it's like the crucible that the Spartans would put kids through. <laughs> I can't even start with my days playing football. Uh, the smell of, yeah, the smell of bents in the hedges was common on the field. <laughs> coach had a cigarette on one hand and a whistle on the other one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Smoke is coming out the top of the whistle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different times, though, right? Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, but it's good, though, that we've made. I, I think it's good that we're keeping kids safer so we aren't having so many kids that are like my age and their knees are gone and their ankles are trashed and. You know they're they're on their third that surgery. That comes later in life. Yeah, that comes. You know, I don't know. I it, it's uh it feels. I I probably need a surgery on my knee and my shoulder, but I'm poor. So. Ah. <laughs> uh, about going out to deep ocean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, no, I just I can live without that stuff. I don't like having sur. I've only had two surgeries. Both of them were for tumors. In that case, you kind of have to do yeah. it. Like, more question to you. What's one thing you love about Team Bro? Um, just to make sure you glowed and brag. All yeah. I'll pay you later. Yeah. Um, just the just the vibe from everyone. It's just it's like I have a good time every time I come here. Like right after practice, I like coming here and just hanging out with everybody. And then like everyone helps each other out with like on there like like what we're doing this summer is like. Like um the album, everyone helps each other with their rhymes and stuff. Make sure everything's on lock. So yeah, yeah, you you participated in that pretty heavily. Like you're 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 like the mascot of this place. You're always here. Hilo, <laughs> your name's up on the board. Yeah, he'll be, be tagging all he's over the tagging place. Our, he's tagging the beach house. He's bombing. Yeah, uh, nah, Hilo's a good kid though. I enjoy having Hilo around for sure. Alrighty, that was Real Talk 2, Part 2. Very confusing. These titles are sounding more and more like action movies from the 80s. Anyway, hope you enjoyed that episode. There'll be one more episode, I believe, from this Real Talk session. Possibly two more. It just depends on how everything comes out in editing. Anyway, I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.